All right, welcome back. Episode 79 of the Young Old Heads podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tommy, aka TV Sports Cards, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Max, aka Cards Max, aka Cards Max Team Color Parallel Edition. Max, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Tommy? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm ready for 2024 flagship to come out. Um, I've been seeing these teaser pictures, teaser pictures of the team color logo parallels. Max, are you familiar? I'm partly familiar. I've like seen the images and teasers thrown around, but I'm not sure about the hit rate or the distribution or anything like that. Well, if you'd believe me, they are one per case. I don't believe they're a hobby exclusive, but apparently one per case, whatever that means, but they do look cool. I think Tops is doing a good thing experimenting with this type of concept instead of doing like another color parallel or something. I like the logo idea. Are they numbered? Unclear if they're numbered. I don't think we've seen the backs of the cards yet, but all I've seen is the odds. So I assume maybe, but it could be like a insert parallel type of thing potentially. So we'll see. The other parallel max that I've seen people being rumored to be super rare is this just photo edition have you heard about that have not you have not heard about this i have right, not I heard about it i i forget who tweeted this out but it's an image to the car it's basically just the image on the card without the border and that is now a parallel it does still have the tops little logo on the top left corner but it's kind of like a a stadium club type of vibe as a parallel max is that does that interest you as an innovation this year? It might. It's definitely interesting to go with this type of design. But you know me, I always commend innovation. Yeah. So I think we wait to see how it turns out. Um, but so far, so good, I would say, which is not what I was expecting to say, honestly. So respect to that. Uh, Max, how how was your trip to Dallas? Dallas was great. It was a good time to see the hobby sort of revitalized people were ready and awakened from unrest prison football was all that was talked about for the most part or football in general um the fate of cj stroud and lots of the boring you know boring playoff games but yeah it was def that was definitely the hottest thing in the market over the past three or four days and i would argue that baseball has been colder in january than it's been in december which is usually not the case Damn. Well, what did you get out of all your CJ Strouds? I know you had a few. No, I'm buying more. Stocking up? I hear I saw prices are going down though. Have they? That's that's the big like. Have they though? Like I I don't think Stroud prices are really going down or at least going down long term. In, in my opinion, obviously as qualified as anyone else, that you have to wait like a week for the auctions to end just so that anyone who's like made a bid during that auction when he was still in the playoffs, that that is gone. And that like one, like a week from today or so, it will all be listings listed post playoff loss. So then you'll see if a loss actually happened. And of course there's still outliers of people trying to keep the market up and everything like that. But then the market is the market and it'll take its course. So I don't even really know if Stroud's really dipped substantially. Especially not since he won the playoff game. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't look terrible in the other game either. So that's interesting. Are you buying any Lamar Jackson right now or is it just Mahomes? You always seem to have some Mahomes cards. 
Yeah, my general thinking is that if they're, or at least presently, if they're in the playoffs, I don't want to touch them right now. Damn. All right. Fair enough. Well, Max, the most interesting thing that you did in Dallas to me personally was ripping a half a case of WNBA Prism. So I need to hear the backstory on this. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with Jason Dardick, former podcast guest host on, or rather just guest appearance. You can't give him that much praise. But um, I was at his table and at the Dallas Cartoon, I asked him, what are the best products to rip right now? ROI. And not even necessarily ROI, but also fun. And I got the expected answer, WNBA Prism Hobby. $70 a box. It's fun. I ripped about six cases, six, excuse me, six boxes on my <laughs> six own. Six cases. Six boxes on my own. And I box ward one more for a total of eight. I won the box war of eight boxes against certified sports cards. Uh, Max, who was recently on the podcast. And I have a lot of color. I have a lot of low number to go through. I think I hit two black golds, a few mojo out of 25s. I don't really know the player as well, but I do love cards. Are you going to grade any of these potentially? The clean ones, maybe? I don't know yet. It. I know there's probably some left on the bone to grade, but I don't think it's a huge uh, money machine. It's not a cash <laughs> cow or whatever but alliterative term for money you prefer. Who were your two black golds out of five? Those are Those are pretty big hits. One was Candace Parker. The other was a rookie whose name I forgot. Damn. Well, maybe she'll turn into the next Lisa Leslie, Max, and that'll be sick. I don't know who that is. What? You need to educate yourself, man. Well, so did you buy make any deals with any past guests uh, at Dallas that are worth, worth talking about? You trade any granola bars with certified Max? No, um, the closest thing to that was bat box warring max and winning because I am a winner. We did a fun lowest serial numbered card wins and a case hit beats everything but a one of one. And or I think a case hit beats everything but a black gold or something like that. And I started off with a blue autograph of, I believe, Brittany Griner out of 49. He hit me with a mojo out of 25, and then I hit him back with a black gold out of five, sweeping all the boxes. That's pretty good. Well, Max, I'm very excited to unveil today on this episode my top five Buster Posey cards in my card collection. So I'm gonna the rankings are gonna go from five to one. What I need you to do is pay attention and then rank them in your opinion, as a more objective person in this situation, obviously, because you don't really more care. More objective and less biased. Yes, exactly. So I'm going to start with number five, going down to number one. So number five is this 2010 flagship gold out of 2010 rookie. Uh, I got this, I believe, for like $125 a couple years ago. Um relatively clean i mean i don't know probably an eight or something or a seven cool card classic flagship gold i think probably this year the other best parallel would be like the vintage stock or the well, obviously the black because it's 2010 so that's number five number four is this 2010 buster orange bowman paper out of 250 uh team color match pretty cool also, generally just a cooler image than his flagship rookie, in my opinion. So that's number four. And I also got this 
classically on eBay as a mistitled gold parallel. They said Bowman gold parallel. So I snatched that up for like 35 bucks, which was pretty sick. That's number four. Number three is this Buster Posey image variation 2012 cable cable car image variation. Uh, one of the cooler Buster cards to most people. Uh, probably his most sought after image variation in terms of also print run. I know that there are some other ones that are extremely rare that people need badly to complete their career runs. But in general, I think this is considered his most cool dank to dollar image variation. Max, have you ever owned one of these? I have not. No, you've never seen one of these out there? I've seen them, but I've never owned one. I'm kind of surprised by that. Um, well, number four or number two, excuse me. It's going to probably surprise people, Max. I got to be real. This is the 2010 Topps Chrome Rookie Auto 9510 that Max sold me. Max, are you shocked that this is coming in at number two? A little bit. I'm a little shocked. No um, disrespect to you, Max. Ray for many Buster Posey card collectors and what a very significant rookie card in the first place. Yeah, I am a little surprised. Without further ado, Max, I did forget to do the number one. Number one being this 2011 Hope Diamond Rookie Cup out of 60 that I got in a trade with Old Man, 28 guy, classic young old heads legend. Um, Max, you can't really complain with the Hope Diamonds. Have you owned any of these in your life? Hope Diamonds? Um, not too many because they're harder to find than you'd think in a dollar box. Oh, yeah. They're definitely not ending up or in the value dollar box. box. Or no anything way. like that. I usually don't find my... I think I've owned a Derek Jeter Hope Diamond from 2011 Tops. That was like a $200 card. I think I did. Only $200? That's kind of surprising. JK, it was a Diamond Anniversary PSA 10. Damn. Well, fuck. That sucks. That's the closest thing I've owned to a Hope Diamond. Um, I was thinking about this. And let me know if this is a hot take, in your opinion. Every year of Tops flagship... The black parallel is my most desired parallel, except for 2011 Hope Diamonds. That's a good take. Um, are you ready for me to tell you um, a bad take? Yeah. Uh, yeah, your rankings suck. Um, can I give you my rankings of your cards? Yeah, you can, you can give me your rankings. Okay. Um, I believe you had this ranked appropriately at number five. Uh, the Bowman Gold Posey rookie card. Where do you have that? This was number five. The no, no, no. Okay, sorry. I'm correct then. I guess just the moments that I thought of the Bowman Gold rookie card, I just immediately cemented that as the bottom. That card's ugly. It's a bad catching pose. You see a it's lot of orange, orange card. It's it's orange. Though. Orange, gold, poop. It's poop colored. It's bronze. It's ugly. It's the boring Giants logo in the corner. It's this green and black border, which is just part of Bowman in general. Why? Yeah, you're putting it up to the screen. It's ugly. It's bad. It's the nor. It's the more modern, ugly gold that's seen in Topps flagship cards. Not a true gold that you think of precious metals and wealth. It's because it's an orange parallel. It's an orange parallel. It's not yeah, a gold it's parallel. Ugly. I don't care what color. I don't care if it's orange shaded gold. I know it's an orange parallel, but it's an ugly card. So rank that number five. Uh, Number four is uh, Hope Diamond because it's not a rookie card. It's cool. 
you're giving more love to it being a Hope Diamond than it is a significant Buster Posey card, and you have a bias towards rookie cups. It's not that cool. It's kind of cool. The short printing is nice, but at number four, I don't know how you could rank the Hope Diamond Rookie Cup over a true gold Buster Posey rookie card. I'll slot that at number three. Great photo, great picture. Looks more gold than the orange. Iconic parallel for an iconic card. We're locking it at three. Number two is the image variation short print. You already had that one queued up because you knew that was going to say. Awesome card, rare, great image, has uniqueness to it. Not one you see every day. Not one that people even know about every day. Slot that one higher at two. Number one is, is the autograph. It's not like he has 20 million autographs. It He has one rookie autograph. I think that's it. And so if you don't even understand, that card is way more significant than Buster Posey himself, which is ironically why I rated the Hope Diamond below at number five. But it's because it's Buster Posey's single-handed best card. Well, I knew that was coming. Uh, I respect your opinions, Max. But, but you didn't you expect know, them the way that I hit them. You know that it's my collection. I do what I want. So it doesn't matter. But oh, I course. respect your opinion. I'm not telling you how to collect. I'm just telling you what colors look pretty and what cards don't. And that reminds me that with the news of the Hall of Fame this year, this year coming in, Max, are you surprised at all by who got into the Hall of Fame with, uh, I think it's Beltray, Todd Helton, and Joe Maurer. Joe Maurer. I did see that he's maybe the first Bowman Chrome auto rookie to be in the Hall of Fame. Is that true? It, yes, he is the first one with a first Bowman Bowman Chrome autograph to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. I believe Scott Rowland might have a Bowman's best autograph, but that would predate the first Bowman card. Damn. Well, or rather, kinda, that Rowland does not have a first Bowman. That's kind of crazy that that's like only now just happening in the year 2024. Yeah. I mean, players have long careers and then they retire afterwards, and then it takes several years after retirement to get inducted. I mean, Joe Maurer retired in, I want to say, 2018, 2019, something like that. So then once he became eligible, he got in on the first try. Is it a thing? Like, are those guys' cards going to go up in value generally because they get into the Hall of Fame? I feel like they was already baked in. Probably not. I mean, I think the old boomerism that people want to collect Hall of Famers and Hall of Fame rookie cards and that that is what people should project when try to project future Hall of Famers so that they eventually have long-term value. The players that are traded financially and are exchanged and shorted and longed and putted and whatever nomer you want to pick for younger players is baked in by for the younger audience that buys and sells them it's not baked into the older collector that wants one for their mantle and hall of fame rookie card collection so really as Maurer retired five years ago i don't think he's very relevant but i do think that someone like ichiro who will likely eventually make the hall of fame and this was occurring when Derek Jeter was elected to the Hall of Fame as well, and obviously Wilfred Pujols and Nitro and more of the bigger names, is that it will bring their name into relevancy. It will bring them into the news. I'm sure Joe Maurer's rookie cards are going to be up over the next two months more than they were in the past 16, but it probably won't sustain much, and that's just because he's in the news. Well, what pretty cards did you buy in Dallas this week, Max? You kind of skipped what? over that part. What pretty cards did I buy in Dallas this week? Oh, my God. You're going to shit on me so hard. Uh, most wild. I was encouraged to go out of my comfort zone 
and this is the epitome of that. Um, I bought a Lori Markinen Select Gold Prism out of ten PSA ten rookie, and it's a it's a it's a four figure card. It's a big card. Um, probably the strangest thing I bought, dude. What? <laughs> what I do? Here's you're gonna be surprised here, but I actually love it. Lori Markinen is so good. Yeah, he is good, but definitely one that's interesting. Um, one of my favorite buys of the entire show was that I got a Anthony Richardson Blue Ice out of 99 Prism Rookie card. And it's not interesting because of the card itself. It's that I, a friend gave me a good deal, and I appreciate that. Shout out Romero. And I knew that I'm buying a lot of Prism. I don't really care what the comps are going to be. And I think the comps on the last two were like 710 or 750 and then the one before that was like 1150 and then the one before that was like 950 or something like that and the amount of times i got offered 700 flat and the amount of times i told people no and and i eventually accepted i had like 800 or 850 or something like that something in that range and i kind of regret it because now there's one at auction for 900 and i know i would pay 900 for that card again so more of the story, if you think comps don't matter for a card that you would genuinely buy at full comp, and you're not just telling yourself that, like the amount of people that are like, oh yeah, you know, that I own a $15,000 LeBron James refractor, and I'd buy another one at that price. No, you wouldn't. You already own one. But for like Anthony Richardson Blue Ices or whatever, you know, whatever card you want, you know, if you're actually that buyer, like as a lot of people know, I've been proactively buying Shohei Otani. There's a lot of cards where it's been like, yeah, I'm doubling down on that. I want that card at that price again. And if I'm the comp, then F you, you suck, and you don't understand markets. But you don't suck if you're listening to this podcast. That's for sure. Those are the probably the two most interesting cards that I could think of that came to mind. Oh, there's two more that came to mind. Um, I bought a Mookie Betts Throwback Heritage variation psa 10 and a bobby witt top chrome sonic image variation psa 10 they walked up to my table and i'm like does anyone in this show even know what those cards are and they're like no not really and i'm like okay i'll take them it's funny because i used those two cards the throwback and mookie bets psa 10 heritage throwback and the bobby witt top chrome sonic and some of my friends out of you know collective football, I'm like, hey, without like knowing how much do you think these cards are worth? And you know, and I got like, yeah, that one, you know, that bets is worth like 30 bucks, and like that wit is worth like maybe 300 or 200 or whatever. And it was a fun game to play that night when they're like, oh no, I'm like, oh no, I value both of these cards over a thousand dollars. They're like, oh, because <laughs> they're rather Dude, unassuming variations. The Mookie's over a grand, seriously. The last raw did 750. Holy shit. God damn. Wait, also, what the F is up with these Topps Chrome Sonic image variations? Was I never informed of these? What's the deal with these, Max? Um, rookie variations like Topps Chrome in that they were short printed and QC issues and weren't really included in the set, but were a last minute ad. Were they like parallels or are they just straight? Repressions? No, just straight image variations. You don't see them often. And I think Wit and Rodriguez have one. I don't know if anyone else does. So you're telling me just in Topps Chrome Sonic, though, like... The, the image is unique to Topps Chrome Sonic. That's correct. That is so bizarre, dude. I can't believe that's real. Yeah, which is exactly why when I bought them, I'm like, I'm I'm the only person that 
knows these, right? How did you end up on a Rothcards YouTube thumbnail, Max? Oh, Josh is great. Um, he's local to Tampa. And he was looking at my table at the Tampa card show. And we did a deal at Dallas. I bought a LeBron James color blast from him, which is fun. That's sick. That was it. That was just the deal. Just the color blast. I mean, just, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a pretty, you know, big card. It's a $2,000 card, but yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not money bags. I'm not rich, but sure. <laughs> that was justified. I, uh, that's for real. Um, <laughs> Where is one in 6,399 packs, according to an eBay title in the eBay completed listings? Max, I forgot to tell you about my uh, my trip to the card shop this week. Oh, boy. Uh, yesterday, I went to the card shop and I bought a Goodwin Champions hobby box, as well as a 2019 Topps Heritage box, Max. 2019 Topps Heritage, I'm thinking hanger. It's like one in 30... For a chrome refractor, that's not too bad. I could go after a Shohei. That'd be a pretty sick one to get. Um, pulled just straight base cards, Max. Just more base than any human should ever pull in one hanger box. So that was unfortunate. But in the Goodwin Champions box, I pulled a Juju Watkins on-card auto. Are you familiar with the game of Juju Watkins, Max? Is that the UCLA player? USC women's basketball player who's second in the nation behind uh, Caitlin Clark in scoring this year as a freshman. And mm -hmm. it's an on-card, pretty sick card. Uh, I ended up pulling like also a random high school football quarterback card out of this set. Um, they did young guns as well for like other athletes. Like I got a young gun of a tennis player and a young gun of Brandon Miller. Uh, playing oh. like in a pickup basketball game. So Young Guns as an addition to Goodwin Champions for random sports is kind of cool. In my Remind opinion, players again? Uh, just like the number one women's tennis player. I should have, I should have remembered her name. Uh, and then Brandon Miller. The Okay. That's what I, I was thinking. Brandon Miller. That's, that's wild. I kind of, I kind of fuck with that. If I may. Yeah, it, you may, Max. Uh, with the Young Gun Edition and Goodwin Champions, you mean? Yes, the Young Gun Edition for non-hockey players. Yeah, it's kind of sick. So I'm excited about that, honestly. As someone who loves ripping Goodwin Champions for the Tiger Woods potential, um, good to see just cool other stuff. There is lack of non-sport cards, though. Like, I do feel like I associate that set sort of with non-sport cards. And the only one I pulled was Killer Mike, which was still kind of cool, but kind of random. I like that. I I'm really still stuck on that young gun point. <laughs> Did you you ripped the just the WNBA prison max? Nothing else in Dallas. Just that, which is I mean, granted, I ripped a bunch of WNBA prison. Can you can you tell the people how much you paid for it or no? It was seventy dollars a box. I mean, that's like the normal eBay rate. Seventy dollars. I saw that you can get a case of blasters of WNBA Prism right now for a hundred dollars. That's that's not true. Yes, oh, you can get is. a case of blasters. Case of blasters. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Well, Max, did you buy any cards on eBay or auction sites this week that you want to talk about? Or um should I yeah. take a look at what I bought? It looks like I bought two Anthony, sorry, three Anthony Richardson purple ices. One Jalen Hurts optic rookie red contenders auto, an Anthony Volpe finest orange autograph, three or four Rasheed Rice blue ices, 
two or three Puka Nakua blue ices, um, a Kylian Mbappe light blue laser um, PSA 9, and it looks like that's going to be a fun card. Uh, Jackson, I think I said this last week, Jackson Holiday Bowman image variation from Sapphire. That's him holding the bat bag. I did yeah, say that one. Sick. Did you uh, decide that Kylian Mbappe was going to be your one soccer card right now? You don't own that. Yeah, I have determined that this uh kylian killian mbappe is going to be the the exact one card that i own at any given time because i just sold my sapphire holland psa 10 at the dallas card show have you noticed any trends in ebay lately max in terms of like buying and selling like have you been selling less or more i've been selling less but that's because i've been uploading less and i need to get on that and i've been partially retired from my lower end to an extent you're retired from lower end? Are you serious? Not, You're running from I'm the not grind? retired from lower end. I'm just not uploading lower end really at all. Just because you're kind of lazy right now or what? Yeah, mostly because I'm kind of lazy and time is money. And are you not like buying as many low end cards nowadays too? Like to combat um, that or are you just my, piling them my, up? My thesis has always been that the larger the card show, the worse the value boxes. Because there's a lot more people that know what they're doing. Honestly, I've it's hard just to find good value box cards anyway i is dallas just like strictly cases then or what's like the no. vibe around there is there any value boxing over? i don't know maybe you should go to a card show more than once every eight months you're not you just let me live <laughs> vicariously through your experience i know i know i'm firing shots um but yeah dallas has just always been a show that i don't really like value boxing at there's like one table that i usually value box at at dallas every single dallas but outside of that I really haven't been valued. I've never really valued box at Dallas, but I'm looking forward to seeing if culture collision in Atlanta, which should be a larger harbor of Southeastern dealers will set up with value boxes. Did I see Max that you're also going to, you were also on another podcast recently? Yes, I was on coach Co's podcast. What did you guys talk about? What was, what was talked, what was talked about while I wasn't in the room, Max? <laughs> Yeah, I'm seeing another podcaster, right? Um, Brendan was great. Um, he interviewed me a lot of my backstory and buying and selling and why I buy and sell the things that I do. And there were a lot of fun anecdotes. My memory's a little bit fuzzy just because it was filmed several weeks ago. And maybe I'm due for the rewatch itself. Which that this past week. And it's a fun watch if you want more than just what's in the news and what's the newest cardboard parallel to talk about fair enough well i'll put the link in the youtube video to watch that max so check it out if you can't get enough of max talking which i personally can't um but max i think it's time for my ebay buys of the week i want you to grade these on a a b c d e f g scale um yes. can you do that new scale top five <laughs> top five letters yeah top five letters um number one number one buy i bought camillo doval rated rookie optic black at a 25 for 99 cents plus one dollar shipping out Dude, of 25 I, black optic i have no clue who that is dude you know i've talked about this guy he's the Dylan duval camillo doval yeah I, I guess you have his super fractor rookie sold for 500 dollars recently it's kind of impressive. Crazy, man. <laughs> I bought a Mike Dunleavy 2005 Tops 
1952 Chrome Edition. You know that set? Chrome Edition? Of 1952 tops from 2005. Like the Chrome. Oh, I was. Wait. Yeah. Um, are we talking? We're talking Mike Dean Levy Jr., not the senior. This one. Oh, we're talking. We're we talking Mike Dean Levy Sr. This is Junior. Senior is like an old ass dude. I know. That's well, okay. We're well, talking about 1952 tops. Um, I remembered Mike Dean Levy mostly for his Warriors days in the early 2010s. But I'm rating that one a B tier purchase. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Better than I the sent, who is this? I sent you this one earlier. Uh, Barack Obama 2009 Chrome American Heroes top set out of 1776. This one, banger. $24, free shipping. Uh, been after one of these figured numbered early Obama card, 1952 tops design, kind of classic. Pretty good deal there, Max. What do you grade that? Pretty good B. I'm sorry. Uh, we talked B? about Tops American Heritage so many times. It's a B. <laughs> I'm getting fatigued. Fair enough. Number two. <laughs> here's my next one. 2017 Andre Iguodal Blue Ice out of 99. <laughs> what year? 2017. That's a C. <laughs> $351 shipping. Probably too expensive. <laughs> It's not a bad card. It's just like it's an av- it's a passing grade. All right. Well, I guess I didn't pass any tests lately. I got to go back to buying Adam LaRoche cards, I guess, to really get Max to Ooh, care what's about the parallel? No, I bought one last week. I know you did. I didn't buy any Adam LaRoche this week. Okay, Max. just repeat, but I didn't give it a grade. Well, 2005 Gold Cup Black Parallel out of 54. That's a B. That's a B. All right. How about how about 2016 Clay Thompson Black Friday Edition card out of 50? Only reason it's worth anything, dude. That's like that's like a C, man. Black Friday. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Check it out. Who's in this card, Max? I don't know. Michael Jordan. It's LeBron in the back. I know. I know. I'm joking. It's a sick LeBron card and it's a Clay card. That that further cements it at B minus. B minus my ass. Well, Max, I'm kind of pissed at you now, honestly. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, Max, what you're going to culture collision? What's your goals going into culture collision? Uh, my goals for culture collision is buy cool cards that I was otherwise wouldn't see every day and get out of my comfort zone. What a what was your grading? You've been to the show before, Tommy. I haven't. So, what should I expect heading in? Um, people playing basketball. Are you not playing in the celebrity basketball game, Max? I'm not, but I'll make sure to get some practice jumpers up. Dude, you got to play in it. What are you talking about? How did you not get invited to play in the culture collision game? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> God damn. We got to get the people on this for next year. I feel like this is just like a missed opportunity for content for the podcast, Max. I, it's not something in my control. <laughs> <laughs> well, get some jumpers up. Uh, did you I will get any- some jumpers up. Don't did worry. Did you grade anything in Dallas, though? I thought you were going to go to Beckett there. I dropped off a Patrick Mahomes XRC rookie card for the SGC, and I'll find out the results as soon as they pop. And at SGC? 
Yeah, we're going SGC. It's been a PSA nine a few times, so we're rolling with SGC on this one. For which card? This XRC. XRC Patrick Mahomes, two thousand sixteen. Is an SGC ten more valuable than a PSA nine these days? Probably. I don't know. Carry the three. What? That's not the analysis I need from you, Max. How am I supposed to understand the grading differences? Um, I don't know. I mean, you've graded cards with CSG before. I've never graded the card there. True. That was back when they had the green label, though. I'm a green label supremacist when it comes to CSG. Because I like subgrades. And I'm tired of this non-subgrade culture that we live in, Max. It's annoying. Okay, well, I'm not going to use identical language to describe that. But yeah, I do think the green label is awkwardly looked the best. Awkwardly looked the best. I'll take it. You know, I... Don't you don't always agree with my card takes, Max, and that's okay, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you you didn't even end up keeping the card; you sold it because you're a dirty flipper. Yeah, card and, has no sentimental value to you. And you love Chrome Sonic image variations; those are your favorite cards. Fuck yeah, I do. Well, what what else is up with you, Max? Give it, give the people at least an update on cards, Max. What's up with your life right now? What is it? What should the people What's know? What's up with my life? I don't You're know. You're like, like our battery wouldn't you, start when I got went to the airport and I was driving back from Tampa Airport. All right, it's like I had to call roadside assistance after like a like a three hour flight and like three hours in my little lounge eating my little food. I finally get to go on my Spirit flight and then I get back to my car at like eleven thirty at night just to find out it won't start and that I need roadside assist. So that's what's going on in my life. That sucks, dude. I'm sorry. No, I mean it wasn't that bad, but it was it was just not fun at the time. Did how many burritos did that cost you? Um, it was under warranty, which is actually interesting that if you like buy pre-owned, like they cover roadside assist for like six years. Damn, that's kind of that's kind of sick. Yeah, if you buy from a dealership, I like I had no idea about that. How's the postal system treating you these days? Um, no, but I did have a postal scare today. Or yesterday, rather. Um, I Today is Tuesday, and yesterday was Monday. Um, the biggest... Oh, you want a good rant? Here's a good rant. My favorite thing about living in the Northeast that I didn't know that I would lose once I went to Florida is that your mail gets delivered in the morning. Your mail gets delivered in the morning, okay? Like, it's like... Uh, at a late latest, I would get my mail. It would be 10, 30, 11 in New York. And I used to get my mail at like 9 a.m. Mailman would come to my house. They'd pick it up from the mailbox. they put it in. they go to the post office. I've never had lost mail when I was in Long Island in like five years of slinging cardboard. When I was at college, I lost like four packages in like three months. Okay? And so that's where it's like, okay, you would never drop off a package unless you were at the post office. Me, when I was at home, I would never go to the post office because it wouldn't be an issue. On Monday... So not so in Tampa and in Florida, and I've asked other people in Tampa, mail gets delivered at like five o'clock, six o'clock. That's just like the normal time for mail to get delivered. And I hate that. Same with me though. I get my mail at like five or six. The mail doesn't get delivered in the morning. What sense does that make? So um, I get I go out at six o'clock to go check the mail and the mail isn't delivered. And then I'm like, did the mail just not come yet? It's Monday. That means there's Sunday and Monday mail. I ordered a lot of packages. Why is no mail here yet? And then at eight o'clock, I check again because I'm like, okay, surely the mail is delivered by now. Nothing in there. And I'm like, okay, weird. I guess I just didn't get mail today. Eight o'clock, no mail in my mailbox. Okay. 
And then about 10 o'clock, I got notifications from eBay saying that I had three packages delivered and that they were scanned and dropped off on my mailbox. And I saw that the scans are at 6.41 p.m. So I'm like, okay, well, my mail is here now. So I go to the mailbox, no mail. And I'm like, man, I have like $700 of mail that was scanned and delivered today. It better be delivered on Tuesday. It better be delivered today. Otherwise, I'm going to have to do a whole ordeal with the post office. And lo and behold, I at least have several packages with me right now. The mail from Monday should have delivered today. And I won't have to worry about the postal issues with my local post office. I've been buying like a madman lately. Like a madman. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Why are you doing that? Just you think baseball is down? No. I'm just pro broader grade. And I think the newness of prism will have it's going to be chaos man that's all i can think it's going to be chaos what does that mean it's going to be chaos You're it means i'm not going to elaborate further and that means volatility oh no, yeah. no i think the market is volatile not that me speaking would cause volatility but i think <laughs> prism in general is volatile right now and i'm here for it i'm here for the electric horse do you sell at all on social media anymore max sometimes again i've been lazy I have cards that I'm like, I need to tweet more. Like my Black Pandora, Patrick Mahomes, PSA 10. I saw that. That's kind of sick. Why yeah. Why do you have that? Because it's sick. I've owned it for a few months now. <laughs> you owned it for a few months, dude? What? Yes, I have. Move. I, what I, What happened? To now it's a PSA 10. I guess that's sick. Oh, wait. Did you see? Um, I, I, was, I was proud of this tweet. I really wanted to do something uh, silly. And um, I'm like, as I was leaving the Dallas Card Show, I bought a $15 Victor Wembanyama Bowman's Best Super Fractor, <laughs> first ever signed card, autograph, keychain. And I put this keychain on my backpack with the, the caption. <laughs> yeah. I see the picture of it with the caption. Drip too hard, don't stand too close. And I just thought it was such a fun picture. Not worth, not, it's worth the $15 because it's so absurdly overpriced that no one would pay $15 for it. That is some bullshit, Max. I love to see it, honestly. I'm calling the cops, Max, on you. The the police of cards. Yes, and I'm calling the police of cards to get you to a card show more than once every eight months. Oh, shit. Have you been to a card show since the National? Yes. Yes, I have. What show? Like a super random Chicago show. Ah, the super random Chicago show. Yeah, I, I was actually seeing a super random girl last night, too. No, I talked about it on the podcast. You got to go back. You got to listen to the episodes, Max. Don't don't come at me with false accusations. I'm coming at you for being a false card prophet and leading other people astray that you go to card shows more than you actually do. I live vicariously through Cards Max experiences. That's what everyone knows. That's the whole point of the podcast, Max. Okay. Yeah. Go buy me another Wander Franco Tops opening day autograph and tell me that it's a good buy because that's what we the people need. And I hope no one ever pulls any Wander Franco cards in their lives. Uh, and I wish you all a good night, Max. What do you have to say to these people? It's been a contentious episode. I think we're going to have to bring the love back next episode. But but it was fun bantering with you, Max. So give what's the last thing you want to have people hear? Hope Diamonds get range number four for a reason. <laughs>